And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to the real episode 137 of Panelology. I'm Alex. And I'm Jenna. I got the number wrong last week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But in the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah. We did do that <laughs> thing about French iTunes, so I let it slide, but I did get the number mm-hmm. wrong. I'm not gaslighting anyone intentionally. Yep. That is all. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Good. You're I'm older. tired. I'm older. Yeah. I'm so old. No. Well, no, that's false, but... <laughs> I know. Can confirm 30 is just a number. Yes. You didn't, like, magically grow wings or... No, I think I got one more gray hair. Just oh, one. okay. I was trying to show people my gray hair last night, and of course everyone is older than me that we hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm showing them, and they're like, oh, okay, you have one. You have one. I'm like, no, there's seven. Look, count them. There's, like, seven. And they're like, don't complain to me. I'm like... It's not complaining. I like them. I want yeah. them all to be that color. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're cute. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to argue because mine started in college. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. This is great comic book content that people keep coming back to us for, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Also, yes. I think we're both tired, so there's that. Maybe a little. Because yeah. not only... Did we have your party last night? But the night before that, Smash Brothers came out. Yes. So you that? were up all yes, night. The night <laughs> then Not anyway. All night. <laughs> Just until about two thirty, three o'clock, somewhere in there. Okay, so so two three o'clock ones back to yeah. back. That's fine. Yeah. That's all. Um, I've also read approximately eight thousand plays in the last four days. So. Oof. Yeah, words no longer have have meaning. <laughs> I started to come up with a word that wasn't the word meaning, but I tried to say, I think, sandwich and kumquat at the same time, and it started to be Sasquatch, but then wasn't. It just stopped. And neither of those things mean meaning. Exactly. That was the joke. <laughs> that would have been the joke yes. had I you yes. know, not just melted. Uh, someone wind the Alex bot back up. <laughs> Batman. Batman number 60. Yes. In which Batman punches people even more a than lot. he punched people in Batman 59. Yeah, he punched a lot of people. Yes, he does all the punching. He is a punching machine. He's a good, good punch boy. Yes. <laughs> it must have been a Saturday night because Saturday yeah. night's all right for punching. That's right. Yeah. I know I punched on Saturday night. Yeah? Yeah. Did I not show you? Oh, no, I watched you do it. Oh, right. Yeah, you were in yeah. the room. Yeah. 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 You punched a bag of ice. I did. I, I honestly didn't mean to because I didn't think it was as close to me as it was. So I meant to like pull <laughs> my punch and just like barely tap it and go, ah, oh, guess I can't break the ice. But I 
walloped it. <laughs> On the bright side, it was a good conversation starter. Yeah. You, you did break the ice. I did. I broke the ice and also possibly my knuckle. <laughs> yeah. Do you really need knuckles? Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, if you say so, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Batman punches a bunch of people, Batman, including Kite yeah. Man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And we learn who is really pulling the strings. Spoilers? Yeah, we have to go into spoilers to talk about that. But we also yes. learned who Penny is. A penguin. Surprising. A penguin. Anyone? Was anyone surprised by this? You know, I was like mildly surprised. Like I figured it was a penguin at first, and then it got more and more person-like. <laughs> so I was like, the surely. The didn't want it to be a penguin? Yeah. And also, she was like, 20-something, and I don't know the lifespan of a penguin, but that seemed a little old for a penguin. I don't know. Maybe mm. penguins live to, like, 80. Who fucking knows? Probably people who penguin study penguins. scientists. Yeah. yeah. You I'm know pretty what? sure there are whole documentaries about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google it right now. Yeah. Penguin lifespan. I think they're, like, 26 years or something like that. For larger species. 20 years. 20 years. This penguin, okay. Penny Would was Would have died like, of natural causes anyway? <laughs> yeah, like she was older than 20. So she was at the end of her lifespan. So she probably just died. I'm glad to see yeah. you embracing this Logan's Run thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. Penguins age differently. I did want to get like a glowing thing and put it on my palm and be like, question, my life clock? <laughs> Every time somebody looked at me, which would have gotten annoying, honestly, but fun for me. It would have been worth it. Yeah. So we called spoilers to talk about your life clock. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, this is the real spoilers. <laughs> yes. It's Thomas Wayne. It is Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne is the one actually pulling the strings. Bane was a scapegoat. I mean, I guess we technically knew that. Yeah, we knew he was there. Yeah. Although, I don't think... I didn't put it together, but when I went back and looked at the costume in the other one... I mean, it's the Thomas Wayne Batman costume. Yeah, it's Flashpoint Batman. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I didn't put it together in the issue that he's standing next to Bane in. <laughs> I was just like, all right, cool. There's two Batmans, I guess. Or Batman is losing time, something. <laughs> yeah, no, Going into Thomas a fugue Wade. state. <laughs> Unless. Unless. Maybe it's Elliot Hush's. Elliot Hush is not his name. <laughs> uh, what is Hush's last name? It doesn't matter. Maybe it's Hush's father. Maybe it's Hush's father, single white femaleing Thomas Wayne. Maybe it is. Yeah. I wonder if there's any Hush arc called Single Dark Knight. There should be. TM, 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 TM. Yeah. Uh, so, why do we think that Thomas Wayne is ruining his alternate universe son's life after making his alternate universe son promise he'd settle down and be happy. I have no fucking clue. 
Because if something had to have happened to this guy, I mean, a lot of things happened to this guy. Well, yeah. (laughs) If it weren't for, you know, breaking up the wedding to Selena, I would have assumed that it was like, okay, no, he's just trying to make him not want to be Batman anymore. Yeah. But this, with that, does not really fit the idea that, oh, no, it's for his own good. You'll thank me later, son. No. (laughs) No, it does not. So I really don't know. I have no theories. I lack theory. I do, too, and that's weird. It's weird that you lack theory. Yeah, I always have a theory. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe it's some sort of dark multiverse Thomas Wayne, but that doesn't really work either. No. Poop. Indeed. I'm along for the ride on this one, I guess. Yep. Uh, we only read two of the same books this week, and I don't know how we're going to actually do this. Uh, tell me about Prodigy. Prodigy is the new um, Mark Miller book about a guy who is born good at everything. His mom asked him to always be curious, and that's what he is all the time. And because of that, he accepts weird tasks from random people. Isn't that the Captain Morgan motto? Stay curious? Is it? Isn't it? I thought it was like, stay thirsty or something. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> Google. To the Googles. This is the, on it. This is the episode of Mini Googles. Future me is going to be pissed off editing this. Uh, okay, but maybe anyway, not. Maybe I just made that up. I think you made it up. I think I made it up. Oh no. Damn, Alex. It's probably some uh, alternate universe Captain Morgan slogan. It's from, wait, it's from your, your prime universe. Yes. Definitely my prime universe. I don't know your meme. Why are you being... Why are you not being helpful? It may actually be a Dos Equis thing. I think it's something the most interesting man in the world says. But it might also just be weird SEO. I don't I don't know. What is this? I'm cutting all of this. <laughs> this episode is descending into absurdist comedy. Godot, is that you? Yes. Oh, well, that was a short wait. Yep. Yeah, I don't like making okay. people wait. Anyway. So what am I talking about? I'm cutting all that. Uh, okay. Prodigy. You can't cut all that because then how do I get back here? Um, yeah, so Prodigy is about a young man who's very good at everything. And he takes absurd tasks from everyone. And that helps him to be better at stuff. One of the absurd tasks he gets is from the Australian government. Because things are randomly materializing there. And when they do, like, it's, it's almost always cars. But it's cars that are not from that earth. So he surmises, okay, this has to be an alternate universe that's sending stuff over here. Because they always have, like, rodents in cages in the trunks. And they always get fried. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, But when one of these cars pops up, these two people are walking down the street. And the guy turns to the girl and he's like, hey, I don't don't feel so good. And then all of a sudden, his skeleton, like, pops out and a car pops out of him. Oh no. <laughs> it's crazy. It was so weird. I was like, well, I did not I did not expect that. I did not <laughs> expect that. <laughs> it was really good. I enjoy it a lot. So now he's working with the Australian government and someone else to figure out why an alternate earth is sending stuff over. Why are they are they invading, basically? Cool. Yeah. And if anybody can figure it out, he can. I have full faith in him. 
Yes. I will read it in trade. I read all the Mark Miller stuff in trade. Yeah. I don't blame you. It's really, really good in trade. Awesome. Um, And this this seems like it's going to be pretty great. What else is new that one or the other of us read? I read Shazam. Yeah? How was that? Yeah. It is very Shazam. Um, Hmm. So the only other Shazam I have read has been... I guess the other Shazam that Jeff Johns wrote during the New 52, the backups that were in Justice League, and then him as a member of the Justice League. And this seems to basically be taking the same, like, history of Billy Batson that was established there, uh, maintaining that timeline, which makes sense with everything else that has gone on in Rebirth. And... It just goes ahead and jumps forward to the whole Shazam family being there and all of them having powers. Oh. It starts out with them foiling a uh, robbery on a field trip that Billy and one of the others are on. Um, and then you get a lot of, like, them exploring the Rock of Eternity and them having family dinner together and... Uh, there's a big, like, splash page twist at the end that I'll get to in a second. And then a backup that is, like, Mary Marvel coming to be adopted, running away from her home, and then getting adopted by this family and becoming part of the Shazam family. Hmm. Um, There is a, like, B-plot that runs through this that is them trying to come up with names. Like, names for each other. Okay. Because apparently Billy Batson has no hero code name. Huh. At one point he suggests they call him Captain Mob, but then someone cuts him off. <laughs> um, and well, if, he sa- if someone asks, what's your name? He can't say Shazam. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Someone else is going to have to tell them my name for me. <laughs> <laughs> what's yeah. your name shazam oh no now i can see that you're billy batson though yeah, yeah. um so spoilers okay at the end of the the main story in this a gentleman knocks on the family's door and introduces himself as billy's biological father oh and also looks a lot like shazam um <laughs> Okay. It's not Shazam, because Billy's somewhere else when this happens. Right. Probably. It's probably not probably. Shazam. <laughs> probably. Uh, and then in the backup, you see a rabbit get Shazam powers, which I'm sure will mean something eee. to someone who's read more Shazam than I have. Okay. But yes, that is, that is Shazam. If Shazam is your thing, you will probably enjoy it. And I'm going to say Shazam six more times, and then not going to say it again. Shazam, 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 Shazam. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, what else is new this week? Wizard Beach. Yes. Where one Did goes you get to work on their wizard tans. No. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. This is a world where wizards and witches live in the forests and the cold places, in in a in, like in our real world, and they have come out to people and are part of a society now. But in in the forests and the cold places, there's still a battle, like a never-ending battle going on. And in you don't know world. who... 
in a world where wizards go to the beach. Um, so we start out with this kid, Hexley, and his father. His father's fighting in the war. His father comes home. I guess they, like, fight all day and then come home for dinner. <laughs> it's what it seemed like. It was like, okay, cool. You can just leave? I mean, why don't you all just, you know, just leave then? Like, everybody just leave. <laughs> Go home and eat dinner and then just, like, stay there. Yeah. And don't do the fighting thing. Um, but Hexley is fed up with the way that people are fighting and wants to figure out how to just end it once and for all, end the fighting, so that everybody can be done with it um, and the world cannot be so cold anymore. So he goes to find his uncle where he lives at the Wizard Beach. <laughs> and his uncle, Sally, is like the most chill dude. He's like going to get a tan and going to get his beard trimmed by fairy folk and just just all on, all out chilling. He's like, oh, God, we're going to be late for the lunch feast because he can't find his trucker cap. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he goes to have lunch and Hexley's like, oh, good, we're going to have beasts, roast beasts and delicious things. And they get there and it's like sandwiches. And Hexley's <laughs> like, this is not how wizards do things. What have you done? I guess I was stupid to come here and starts to leave. And um, the in, the the issue ends with Hexley being knocked out by some kind of spell that he just walks into and it it knocks him out. <laughs> so I guess we're gonna get to see some antics happen. A spell of tub thumping. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun. Cool. The beginning of the defenders event that is four one shots that lead up to an invaders series yeah came out this week uh namor number one and the immortal hulk number one defenders colon both of those things number one yes uh namor is very aquaman if i'm being honest it is namor arguing with like his his council council of advisors that he needs to reach out to the Splinter Atlantis to join their armies together to fend off the land dwellers. Okay. Um, and then going to this other Splinter Atlantis and not being received particularly warmly. In fact, they insist they're the real Atlantis. Oh, okay. And then he gets the Silver Surfer's powers in the issuance. I am intrigued. Meanwhile, Immortal Hulk has Bruce Banner. It's during the day, so it is not the Hulk's time. Okay. And this is not a Hulk problem, so the Hulk agrees to stay out of the way. Uh, until <laughs> he's needed, at least. Right. Bruce Banner finds Stephen Strange dead. Hmm? And the Eye of Agamotto missing. And he investigates this small, like, ghost town that is nearby. Well, he goes in to, like, call the Avengers and be like, hey, someone come deal with this. Or call the FBI and let them tip off the Avengers. Right. And then there's no one there and there's no phone. And it's weird enough that, okay, he's got to do something about it. So he finally finds some people. There's an old bearded man who has the Eye of Agamotto who was, like, being harassed by locals. 
So he's harassing the locals back now. <laughs> and he course, and Bruce yeah. Banner fight. Then he and the Hulk fight. The Hulk wins. So now the Hulk has the Eye of Agamotto. And a ghost of this dude that might also actually be like a ghost of Stephen Strange, I'm not 100% sure, shows up. Huh. There are weird things afoot in these Defenders books. Seems that way. Yeah. And this coming week we get Silver Surfer and... Was Doctor Strange the other one? Yeah, Doctor Strange. So I guess this is explaining how each of them wound up in positions to, you know, die and lose the Eye of Agamotto and to give Namor the power cosmic. Yes. Yes. Yes, I would very much like to know how that happened. <laughs> yeah. So how long did it take before Namor was shirtless? You want to know my secret, Cap? I'm always shirtless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That figures. Yeah. No, Namor doesn't wear a shirt unless Jean Grey makes him. That's fair. Yeah. It's not called Atlantis for nothing. <laughs> So the other place really is the real Atlantis because Namor's just been ruling Atlantis the whole time. Yes. Got it. Yes, that is actually the case, I am sure. Uh, I am also going to tell you about Snap Flash Hustle, number one, because okay. it came out this week. This is about a woman who models and who is not bad at it, but is not successful with it. And she sees more successful models using social media hashtags effectively. This one model in particular posts something like, Hey, see if we can get 2,000 retweets by 3 p.m. And it works. So she's like, okay, I'm going to try this. I've got an idea for a picture. Has her husband take it. Uh, posts it on Instagram. with like, hey, let's see if we can get this to... 2,000 likes by 1 p.m. Or whatever number in time it was. Mm -hmm. And then she like immediately gets contacted after she posts it by this photographer who wants to take pictures at 1 o'clock at this, you know, asks her where she wants to go. He's like, I, she's like, I don't know, you pick. So they meet up and he shoots her and then gives her like a thousand Pound, not pounds, a thousand grams. That's probably an accurate measurement of some kind of drug. Yeah. And as it turns out, the like times and numbers in the hashtags in the descriptions on the Instagram posts were coded language to set up drug distribution meets. <laughs> and because she copied the post so closely, people assumed she was in the network. And then they realize she's not. And things go not great for her. And then she decides, you know what? This is probably more profitable, so I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Um, so this is a miniseries. It's four or five issues, I think, four. It's uh, the same writer who did Breathless and the artist who did The Wilds. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's cool. It's a fun book. Um, but yes, be very careful plagiarizing people's Instagram descriptions and hashtags, Apparently. I guess. Yeah. Oh, and Snap Flash Hustle is the hashtag that, I guess, marks those messages. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in case you're wondering where the title comes from. 
Hey, let's talk about Die. Let's do it. Yeah. Tell me about Die. All right. Dang it. Why you put me on spot? This is the new one from Karen Gillan. Mm-hmm. And it's about a bunch of people who started playing a role-playing game as teenagers. And something happened to them where they were missing for two years. And then they came back changed. A bit changed. Yes. Um, this was really fun. There were, this was. It was. I liked this. It was very wordy. But it wasn't needlessly wordy, I feel like. You, you said Kieran Gillen. Yeah, right. Exactly. Kieran Gillen. Um, words. Words, words. Words. Many words. Words. Pop culture references. Words. Yeah. Yes. Goth Jumanji. Yes. Uh yeah. I'm I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I mean this this ends with everyone getting sucked back into it and having yeah. to return to this fantasy world that they were carried off to. And I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess their old DM is evil now. That seems like a pretty yeah. safe bet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> but you know, if you were trapped in a world for 27 years if you're trapped in a world for 27 years would you not go cray uh, i mean having Depends spent on the 27 years on this world yeah probably yeah honestly yeah yeah i've gone native yeah this is fun i enjoy this Mm-hmm. this might be a trade book for me though yeah probably the same for me yeah uh, Killmonger, number one of five, which is Brian Hill writing Eric Killmonger prior mm-hmm. to the events of Rise of the Black Panther, which was the Black Panther sort of origin history book uh, that came out recently. And this is, this is fun. This is cool. It's, he writes in the, in the back matter about wanting to do justice to the movie version of Killmonger without mm-hmm. just doing that again. That's so cool. instead of playing him as like cocky and self-assured and like everyone kind of wants a piece of that. Mhm. He's angry and he's like just constantly exploding at people and he hasn't found kind of that poise and that control yet. Okay. Um if that is your thing, it is very well done. I'm enjoying it. Um, I don't know necessarily that if you're not already interested in learning more about Killmonger, that it's going to make you more interested. It might. I feel like like when you get into sort of villain history books, that's for like, okay, you're a fan of this corner of the universe and want to know more. Right. So I think, I think this is more in line with that. Okay. Um, But it's good. I enjoy it. I was not sure what to expect from Winter Soldier. For one, I thought it was a miniseries, and it's apparently an ongoing. Oh, snap. Um, I thought it was a miniseries, too. I I think it was solicited as one. And Hmm. maybe just just Diamond didn't mark it correctly this week. I don't know. Um, But this is Bucky trying to help people who are in positions where they basically have to do evil things they don't want to 
get away and start new lives. Okay. Um, like basically, it's him taking people who are stuck in the same position he was in, right, and helping get them out of it. And you see him interact with a couple of people in that capacity. And one of them does something dumb, and things go very badly. And we meet this kid who is styled after, like, Bucky's original costume, who is another assassin and who is trying to kill Bucky. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's like Bucky versus young evil Bucky doppelganger. Nice. Yeah. Um, But no, this was fun. This was really solid. This is probably also going to be a trade book for me. It seems kind of isolated in its own corner. You see Sharon and you see Tony uh, in it a little bit too, but it's, they kind of allude to stuff that's going on in Captain America, but by and large, it's its its own thing and it's self-contained and you could read it without reading the others, I think. Nice. Um, Yes. And the Merry X-Men Holiday Special was also out this week, uh, which was basically... 25 one-page stories except for the Jubilee story which is like every like once a week it checks in with Jubilee as she is trying to leave on vacation and then kidnapped and put in a murder mall with Shogo and then at the very end of it you see who is behind the murder mall and in my calling it murder mall that probably makes it obvious who is behind it it is Arcade yeah uh, and Arcade is trying to make malls profitable again by combining shopping with escape rooms. Don't don't a lot of malls <laughs> already have escape rooms in them? Probably. I think they're called Claire's. Yeah, but for real, though. <laughs> uh, so this is fun. I was very happy with Jean Grey writing Jean Grey. Um, there was a fun chip... Uh, Nightcrawler and Logan story. Nice. I will be doing, I'll be reading that later, probably tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. There are a lot of like, a lot of writers who work at Marvel whose stuff I enjoy had hands in this one. Basically, every one page story was a different creative team. Nice. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It was neat. Oh, now we're going to do Is It Still Good? And I'm going to hate myself. Oh my god, yeah, because there's so many, because we didn't talk about a whole hell of a lot. There's so many books on Is It Still Good? This is going to be a short episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Moth and Whisper, number four. Nikki learns the truth about their parents, and not where their parents have gone to, but why their parents might have teamed up with the person who they said would be responsible for their death. The Wrong Earth, number four. Uh, Dragonfly Man and the Dragonfly are in, let's say, precarious positions. Will they escape? (laughs) Won't they? Tune in, same Dragonfly time, same Dragonfly channel. And Deuce declares her love for Dragonfly Man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this has turned into, like, a Harley Quinn Batman romance book, I think. Maybe a little bit in its last couple of pages of this issue, and I am here for it. Deathstroke 38. Deathstroke tries to find out what's 
how he can get out of Arkham to stop an alien detonation signal thing from going off while his former uh, co-patient in Arkham teams up with his daughter's husband to help bust him out to find the aliens that are coming. So shit gets complicated. It's a very weird complicated book. That's two <laughs> of the four plot lines in this issue. Oh my god. This book got... As soon as the Deathstroke goes to Arkham arc began, this book got like suitably just untethered. You don't know what is real and what is not, and he might have spent two weeks in space fighting aliens, or also might not have. <laughs> Maybe he's in Arkham for a reason. Meanwhile, Two-Face has kidnapped his daughter. Okay. She also has like a split personality thing going on right now. Or maybe she's possessed by a 2,000-year-old vengeance spirit. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Somehow it works. I can't make it make sense without just handing it to you to read. And by you, I mean both you and anyone listening. (laughs) Uh, Doomsday Clock number eight... Welp, Superman dead. Uh, <laughs> Green Lantern number two. I am sure this will be your favorite scene in any comic ever, Jen, as Hal Jordan interrogates a human-sized spider person. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with not. Justice League 13, you get to see the Joker versus Lex Luthor, and it is just the best version of Bugs versus Daffy ever. Hey, Jen, uh, Blackbird number three. The world is a lot more colorful than we think. And maybe someone isn't as dead as we thought. Dun, dun, dun. A natural number five. Everyone is as dead as we thought. (laughs) And Leslie starts to get answers to... What's going on with this whole being the reincarnation of ancient lovers thing? Hmm. Yeah. Wickdiv 40, Jed. Oh my god. Um, Ball Jeez. tries to, <laughs> Ball tries to use everyone's energy to defeat the great darkness. But someone ain't gonna let that happen. Hey, what kind of vessel does he store that energy in? Would you say it's a ball jar? (laughs) Yeah, probably. Probably would say that. Yeah. Doctor Strange number nine. Stephen Strange does his best Clint Clint Barton in the Fraction Aha Hawkeye run. Also, I'm guessing from having just flubbed that, that uh, the Spider-Ham version of Hawkeye is in fact not bird-themed, but Clint Barkin, a dog who shoots arrows. <laughs> uh, the Immortal Hulk number 10, everything goes to hell. Infinity Warps number 2, somehow... Crossing Logan and Emma Frost makes the end result even more insufferable than Emma Frost normally is. Mm. 
Marvel Knights 20th number three, we see the toll that learning about his past life, original life, real life, whatever, takes on a happy Frank Castle. Shatterstar number three, uh, Shatterstar tries to track down his tenants while they take up arms in the contest of champions. Star Wars number 58, uh, Luke gets impatient while Leia makes plans, and Han expresses emotions. Feelings. Han has feelings. They're for (laughs) Leia. Uncanny X-Men number four, uh, the new mutants or whatever we want to call... I guess they're not the New Mutants. That actually refers to a specific team. The Grant Morrison era <laughs> kids. <laughs> Armor and Glob and company decide to team up with Legion in what is clearly the dumbest decision any mutants have ever made. Yeah. Venom number nine, Eddie learns you can't go home again. West Coast Avengers number five, Everybody goes to the fair, and it's not creepy at all. <laughs> okay, that's it. Curse words? Oh, did I not call curse words? Mm-mm. Curse words, number 18. Jacques Zuck uh, assembles his team to fight Weasord, and Margaret goes through a lot, a lot. Of transformations to find the correct Australian animal that she likes to be. Cool. Yeah. I so fun. debated singing changes and decided against it. Hmm. Next week's hmm. books to read there. Next week's books to read. Hey, Jen. Yes. Tell me about Batman Annual number three. The Batman Hold on, annual, I'm pulling it up. Will. I'm pulling it up. All right, the Batman Annual. It is Tom Taylor and Otto Schmidt. Uh, and it's called The Other Side of the Penny. Which so... is apparently not its real title. He tweeted this oh, really? saying that was a dummy title, a fake. Aww. <laughs> but yeah. I like it. It is about Alfred. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. this follows the perspective of Alfred through a night. Yeah. And apparently it's going to be a crazy night. I'm going to tell you now about Miles Morales, Spider-Man number one. Do it. It's a Miles Morales Spider-Man book written by Saladin Ahmed. That's all you need to know. It will be very good. Yes. And hey, Into the Spider-Verse comes out next week, so it's perfectly timed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gotta make time to see that. Fudge, yes. mother fudger. That's on Friday? Um, yeah. Yes. Batman Who Laughs. Number yeah. Yeah. So this is coming out of all of the bat- all of the metal stuff. Yes, and what is currently going on in Justice League. Yes. Um Yeah, I don't know. It's you you get the Batman who laughs. Yeah. So that's what I'm excited about. I can't wait. Yep. And it's Jock on art and we all know that I love Jock, so. And the Justice League issue this week that was Joker like just toying with Lex, just fucking with him. <laughs> ends with to continue following the Joker read the Batman who laughs mm. yes uh, X-Men Red number 11 
the last issue of Tom Taylor's X-Men Red run. I will miss yeah. it. It has been very good. Fantastic Four wedding special. Hooray a wedding. Maybe this one will happen. I think it will. I, I, it better. It better. After I, this I, year, come on. It better. I believe in Dan Slott. Yeah. And Gail Simone. Gail Simone is yeah. writing at least part of this. Yeah. So this is Ben and Alicia finally tying the knot. Yes. The promo art, I don't know if it was for this or for the issue of Fantastic Four where it happens, is Ben and Alicia with him and a yarmulke and them under a, under a canopy. Mm-hmm. And him about to smash the glass, yeah. Yeah, it's very yeah, good. Yeah, that's what it I is. I like it very much. Um, yep. I had it's to a sing good, a little bit image. of Fiddler on the Roof to, to find the word canopy. It went away from me. <laughs> really? Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> Welcome to my brain. Of all the words. All right. DC, <laughs> New Talent Showcase, 2018 edition. Which is the book where the DC writers and artist workshop folks do six or eight page stories mm-hmm. with various characters. Uh, Magdalene Visaggio has one in here. Joey Esposito mm. has one in here. Other people have some in here, but those are the two people I've seen tweeting about it. Cool. Uh, I always dig these. These are a lot of fun for me. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's cool to know who I'm going to need to look out for in the next year, two years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people we talk about regularly were in the 2016 and 2017 ones. Yep. A lot of them. We're going to come in at like 47 minutes on this one. Yes. Yes, we are. It's a nice, tight episode. Yeah. We'd like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. I'm really regretting not having gotten solicitation stuff together for us to talk about on this episode. (laughs) It's okay. We're we're available. We'll do it with Brian. Yeah. On your podcatching platform of choice or on our website at panelologypodcast.com. If you are feeling generous, you can support us financially at patreon.com slash panelology. For more of Jen and me, you can listen to Minds at Yerk, the Animorphs reread podcast we do with occasional panelology guest hosts, Meg and Tim. Yerk is Y-E-E-R-K. That's all I've got. You got anything else? No, I don't think so. Then I'm Alex. And I'm Jenna. That's I all. I don't like saying the and, okay? Okay.